Hi Pratik, this is Nadia from Zen Onco and Love Heals Cancer. We guide cancer patients on, ad- on adopting an integrative oncological treatment approach. We help them find the right balance between mainstream treatment and complementary treatment approaches. We help patients with our team of oncologists, lab experts, nutritionists and other healthcare professionals so that treatment to the patient can be at the best outcome, right? We also help in connecting patients with other caregivers and survivors, you know, like yourself here today, so that the inspiration and the motivation is passed on and we can pay it forward in our own ways. And they would have so many queries and this entire session with what we are having right now is part of that. So that all their queries and all their information can be answered. And I'm so happy to have you on this podium with us today, Pratik. Uh, he's taken the time out to be here with us. And uh, it's really an honor for me to be talking to you and, you know, having to hear your story. It is really an honor. Let me just say that at the outset. Right. Uh, the podium is yours, Pratik. Uh, take it forward with your story. The whole world is listening to you. Thanks, Nadia. Uh, thanks for inviting me to sh- to be able to share uh, what we've gone through over the past, let's say, a couple of years. So um, just to give a brief introduction, um, my dad was diagnosed with uh, GBM grade 4, uh, one of the worst type of brain cancers there is, uh, in November 2018, just about le- slightly less than two years right now, right? Yes. Um, uh, it was a very sudden and it was, uh, if, if I go into the whole process of how it happened, uh, the only thing we could see from the outside was a slightly asymmetric uh, smile. Right? And okay. this is something my mom had been noticing over the past two, three months. Right. Uh, um, and then uh, when me and my sister met our parents uh, for Diwali, then mom raised it again that this is something that I've been trying to get him, check, asking, uh, trying him to get it checked, but he's not doing it. So I just think there's something wrong. Let's just investigate. So then we started investigating. Uh, my sister was at, uh, I mean, she has some sort of a, uh, she was preparing for MBBS with her 10th and 12th. So he, she has friends at Ames and uh, a couple of friends at Ames, uh, Delhi. One of them is a neurosurgeon as well. So we just started discussing with them how to go about it. We didn't know how to treat an asymmetric smile, right? I mean, it just seemed like a very, very simple thing. Just maybe something, some nerves were getting pressed or something like that. So that was our first intuition. But then we, then we talked to this friend and uh, he suggested, fine, does not seem something big, but you should still get an MRI done just in case, right? Uh, brain MRI done. We even consulted a few neuro uh, neurologists back in Allahabad. So he's, we are from originally from Allahabad. Right now we are all living in Delhi, good now. But uh, yeah. at that time we were all in Allahabad. I mean, at least my parents were in Allahabad. Yes. So that again, no real uh, diagnosis. Anyone uh, could could not. No one could point out why is this happening or what is happening. Nobody was even willing to re- recommend an MRI to be done, right? So it was just us who really pushed it forward. Me and my sister just said, no, I mean, we have to find out what it is, it, what is it before it's too late, right? I mean, exactly, exactly. We, we hope it's something small, but it, uh, we, we need to know what it is. Uh, so with, again, we got uh, what kind of MRI to be done. We got it written from a friend on a plain piece of paper. No doctor was ready to recommend it to us. Uh, and we went uh, 
to one of the centers in Allahabad. We got this MRI done, uh, and we found a huge tumor on the right side of the right frontal lobe of the brain. So then, when we started talking to my dad, we started figuring out that he had been noticing some that he had. He used to play squash until a couple of months ago. He was the state champion in over forty category. Oh. Right? Just until a couple of months before this diagnosis. So, uh, and he would play. He would regularly play with people my age, and he was better than all of them. So he was he was that active. He was very healthy, very fit. So we were not expecting that. But then he started telling us that over the past couple of months, I've been feeling that I've gone slow on the court. uh again this is something that we started talking about later because this is not something that you normally discuss right i mean fine he thought it could be the age could be some something with the knees because uh, his knees have been troubling him uh, a little bit as well before so again long story but uh, uh, that is how it happened that is how we just got to got an mri done and uh, once we got the mri done we found a Huge. I don't remember the size. I think it was two point five centimeter or something. Uh, it was really, really big um, for a first diagnosis for a brain uh, tumor patient who has never had any headaches, who had never had any seizures, he never fell down, he never had any confusion. He there was absolutely no symptoms, right? So it was right in the part uh, controls the motor functions. so that is why he had been face he had been uh, noticing that his left side of the body had gotten a little weak and that's why he was moving slower on the squash court and that is why the left side when he was smiling his left side of the face was not completely going up to the same way same way as the right side right so that is what happened we acted quickly uh, we went to medanta straight away because i was i was living in mumbai at the time but uh, my sister was in gurgaon so we had to take a call whether mumbai delhi logistic reasons we picked medanta and gurgaon uh, and medanta again one of the in still in my opinion one of the best places one of the better decisions that we have taken uh, we went there uh, dr vp singh checked uh, he suggested straight away go for surgeries the tumor is too big um uh, so yeah we within within a week we were already on the operation table right so it, we did not waste any time absolutely whatsoever because we wanted to get rid of it as soon as possible even before the surgery we had some idea that it could be cancerous uh, which has like a 70% chance this is this is what we were told at that time but if we are in, if we are lucky and in that 30% range in 30% uh, this thing then this will be the end of it uh again brain surgery for someone who has not had uh, medicine for anything but thy- uh, thyroid in the past 55 years uh, again not something that comes easily to you but fine he was we prepared him mentally things happened and then we went on for the surgery surgery went pretty well uh everything that was visibly that could visibly be seen even on an mri was removed uh the post op mri had was completely clean uh around this time i was this is when i started getting in touch with dimple um i i did not know her personally before but uh i knew her somehow that's it so that's why i started getting touch in touch with her and then uh, she was recommending not to go for uh, uh i mean she had her concerns about uh, the regular chemotherapy uh, right so you were telling me 
Yeah, so we were at the surgery, right? I mean, uh, within one week of doing the MRI on 26th of November 2018, we got uh, 22nd November, I think, is when we got the MRI scan reports. And 26th of November is when we had the operation done. So without wasting much time. So this was pretty much a call that we did not have much confusion about. But this is, after this is where the, uh, where the, help that we needed or the information that we needed or the awareness that we needed really came into the picture. It was a big tumor. It was growing. It had to be removed. So surgery was not a second thought, right? It was, and it had to be done. Uh, then whether to go for chemotherapy, whether to go for alternate treatments before that, I mean, we, in a couple of days, we got the diagnosis of the, we got the biopsy results as well, which said that it was GBM grade two to three progressing to four, something like this. But it was GBM four all along, right? Uh, uh, so it, we knew it was uh, malignant. We had to get some sort of further treatment done, um, and this is where, kind of, uh, with the tumor, we were not very shocked. We were not. I mean, fine, it happened. Happened. We removed it. But when it turned out malignant, that is when the tricky part started, right? Um, me and my sister knew from the very beginning what is the, the prognosis is not very good. Uh, there's possibly not much time. So we started preparing ourselves according to that. And we started looking at other treatments. Uh, we started, we knew that uh, probably the regular line of allopathy treatment will not work very well. Um, and the good part was that uh, my dad's body in general was in extremely good shape. Right. Like I said, uh, until a couple of months ago, he was playing squash at the state level. So uh, he physically was in very, very good shape. So he was fit. He was, the body was um, able to take care of itself. So that is why immunotherapy and these kind of things started coming to our minds. Right. right? Um, but after a lot of discussion, we still decided to go with chemotherapy in, uh, in the first round. Right. We did we did chemo radio for six weeks and then uh, TMZ continued for six odd months again, uh, six six or eight cycles I think till August and then we were doing regular scans every two three months. Everything was clean until August two thousand and nineteen. Okay. At August two thousand nineteen, we saw again signs of tumor growing back, so we know it was recurrent. Uh, again, all this while, the challenge was to keep uh, the the motivation levels of my parents intact, right? I mean, uh, again, me and my sister, we were discussing very closely with the doctors as to what is the real situation on the ground. So we we have had some blunt answers. So I'm, I'm not blaming anyone, but this is just how it is, right? I mean, you have to sometimes know what is going on so that you can take the right call. But we did not really feel very comfortable telling them the entire story from the beginning. So a lot of it was kept from them. Uh, and then we slowly and said, even they're smart people, right? I mean, they're not, they're not fools. They figure things out themselves. Yes. So slowly, steadily, they came to know what it is, uh, how much is the life expectancy, how much, what is the treatment prognosis, whether okay. it can be done or not. And everything was turning out to be that there's not much hope. This is, uh, if, if it reoccurs, the only thing we can do is operate again 
and go for uh, chemotherapy again go for some some different type of radiotherapy or but this is the only three things that 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 exists everything else is experimental um, nothing has been proven there's and it's not that if we fly from here somewhere to the us we didn't know uh, honestly we did not explore much options in the us as well uh, because of the cost uh, cost uh, reasons and plus uh, what whatever we could understand from uh, whatever uh, we read and we talked to people the treatment for this is pretty much the same everywhere it's it's just a post op care that is significantly better in the us but again we did not have any problems with medanta like i said the mm. post op care there and what we were able to do back home after he was discharged we were i i don't think that had anything to uh, that had anything to do with how he recovered or first surgery he recovered very very fast because the body was in very good shape the there was there's no harmful poison poisonous substances like chemotherapy which was tmz or uh, anything that had gone into the body so he recovered extremely fast wow even during the first cycle of chemotherapy till august the only complaint he had was sometimes he used to feel constipated when he was during those five days when he was taking the tmz tablets right okay. uh, other than that thankfully we have even till date not had any side effects of any medicine that we have done <clears throat> amazing wow that that uh, itself shows his body and his strength you know exactly right so uh, that is immunity is just intact yes the immunity was intact and that is why we were trying to uh, get along with uh, with the immunotherapy treatments as well because the, if the immune system is strong in general just talking in completely in terms of a layman uh if the immune system is in general strong and you empower it with some more uh, uh weapons uh then there's a higher probability that it will be able to uh, act on it we started with immunoclean as well but uh, there was some issues he was not uh, very the skin was getting damaged a little bit and he did not like it but i did not like it right uh, right uh, what age was he though uh he was 55 when when the diagnosis happened currently he's 57 yeah and uh, the stage it was straight away grade 4 i mean the stage was there it was not a very progressed disease that is why we were able to uh, because we were able to identify it without any symptoms right we did not have any symptoms uh, an asymmetric smile nobody would even in their wildest of dreams would think that you would have observed him so much that's the thing Uh, i mean his fa- family has he is like the apple of your eye <laughs> if you all have to have noticed something like that <laughs> a lot know? of people notice i mean there were it was it was pretty obvious uh, it was not very yes and it was growing very fast that was the problem uh, because i met him maybe a couple of weeks ago maybe 10 days ago uh i don't remember what date exactly was this wali mm-hmm. but wali vacation had came back i come back home uh, and that's when i saw him it felt slightly tilted so i mean we were like okay fine let's get it tested there's no point delaying it but it does not look that bad right 10 days later uh when the mri was done and i was seeing him again on the day of when the mri report was supposed to come it was uh, a cousin's wedding so i had gone back home again right and that is when i could see a very significant difference within those 10 days itself right so we it somehow had this feeling that it is growing very fast uh, although later on uh, in the past 2 years we also observed that uh, it 
the symptoms depend a lot on his mental state as well at the given time uh, yes so that is what i want to come to next i mean treatment wise we did we did pretty much radio chemo we did a second round of surgery in october 2019 in 11 months time uh, and then um, we went back to we did not do chemo then we decided mm. that chemo is not working so what's the point there's no point putting in more tms in the body we know tms is not working so uh, dr sadhanta suggested that uh, you can go for uh, cyber knife therapy which is a more intense form of radiation for a very short period of time it delivers the same amount of total dosage in a very short period of time so we did that as well uh, but after that december 2019 7th december 2019 is when all allopathic treatment pretty much stopped except for lavera and i mean the anti epileptic and uh, the thyroid medicines that he was taking right. right everything else had stopped uh, right. this was the time when we again started exploring uh, immunotherapy option uh, we started with him, we started him on immunoclean we started him on uh, an alternate uh, there's a can- dr krishna's cancer healer center here in uh, delhi delhi gurgaon everywhere uh, we started him on that uh, then we started him on dr but Uh, dr bhatnagar's uh, homeopathic uh, treatment uh, we started him on there was some relative who suggested that this guruji rehte hain kahin pe a lot of that yeah fine so he said it's ayurvedic medicine so not much harmful but again the doctors were not were okay with everything else but this particular thing they were not okay with because they said that they did not know what kind of heavy metals does this uh, ayurvedic medicine contain so the challenge that comes later on uh, what we were told is that if you take a lot of heavy medicine in the med- in, with the medication your liver starts to get damaged very very fast yes yes you have symptoms later on if it cures it fine i mean you're done uh, yeah. you can take a chance there you take a chance if it works it works Mm-hmm. if it does not work then uh, it becomes very difficult even for allopathic doctors to take care of the t- symptoms later on so that is what we were told but anyways we did start with it uh, but somewhere down the line it felt that this is not happening and there were, there's a lot of uh, money being extorted in the name of uh, we'll do this ye promise kar denge wo promise kar denge fine i mean i'm not i'm not saying i still don't know what worked what did not work so no one to comment on that but uh, uh, we tried as a everything. son as a son you tried everything we tried everything we could right i mean uh, uh, after the second surgery second surgery is where i think uh, things went a little downhill for us uh, the surgery itself again i personally believe that was done well uh, my dad does not think so but fine it's a, it could be a matter of opinion but what did not go well for us the second time was the cyber knife treatment yeah. uh he still has a open scar from the second wound second uh, surgery which is 10 months now um because this radiation was given when the wound was not completely healed right and the skin became dead and then it started getting infected and as soon as february 2020 hmm even before that i think january 20 uh, doctors were talking about a third surgery where they wanted to remove the bone flap and cover it up and that is the time we kind of put our foot down that this is not happening i mean he said that i am not going for a third surgery um this is this just seems like a never ending process this keeps happening again and again this is something right now and some they will develop some complication for this so anyways 
a long story short uh, we decided to cut it off at that time right so until last month i'd say uh, we have we were continuing on all of these treatments except for the uh, ayurvedic treatment that i was talking about so dr bhatnagar is still continuing yeah um uh, he the it, there is recurrence again uh, the just last month we did a scan where uh, it shows signs of recurrence uh, on the periphery there we can see that there are uh, there is activity uh, there was a lot of edema uh, because of which he had his first seizure last month so that is i mean i still see it in a in a good way because it took like 2 years almost 2 years for him to get his first seizure that is probably something that being proactive trying to figure out uh, solve things uh, way before it creates a problem that is where i personally think it helped apart from the fact that his body was in tremendous shape he responded very well uh, and a lot of things like that right so um, yeah but uh, the more important thing i think which becomes a bigger challenge is one big challenge is yes to f- the awareness to develop awareness to figure out what treatments are available to figure out uh, which one to choose how to choose right the right path you, the right the, guidance the, and uh, as it seems especially in cases like gbm where there is no no uh, proven treatment does not seem that there is a right path there have been survivors who have overcome gbm and they have been they've survived for like 15 20 or more years yes, right yes, yes. but the median seems to be the same 18 to 24 months uh, so we are sort of in that range right now about 22 months uh, currently so uh, there is a third recurrence like i said uh, but now he's now his body is tra- is kind of giving up as well in the sense that uh, he does not feel the same way that he used to feel before uh, the weakness on the left side is significantly increased uh, he needs attention all the time even when he is going to the loo he needs attention but this all of this started happening in the last couple of months yes for this he was independent he he could go out on his own uh, we did not allow him to drive for the last two years that's a different story there's another fight on that front whether he want where he wanted to drive but we're not allowing him to drive i mean all of a sudden you're telling this very independent person to exactly. just listen to you it's not doesn't work like that <laughs> exactly that that is where we had the major challenge the one challenge was this we still don't know whether we chose the right path we did not choose the right path but we did i understand we did i understand the best of our capabilities with the best of the knowledge we had at the time yeah the challenge was how to manage things mentally emotionally right yeah like we said uh, me and my sister new things new everything from the get go but uh, me my sister and my wife pretty much knew everything from the get go and then my sister got married so uh, my brother in law also knew pretty much everything but my parents did not know initially then they started figuring out slowly and they i personally think my mom has still not accepted uh, the facts yes uh, she's coming around very lately she's uh, she's coming around and fig- kind of thinking that this could be a possibility that uh, the worst might happen but um, that is where we are i mean uh, it's it's been a tough journey it's uh, nothing to i mean yes the, you did nobody expected it it was extremely shocking especially for some and especially with gbm patients this is what my ex, uh, 
observation has been talking to a lot of people a lot of caregivers and a lot of uh, uh, patients themselves it seems like it happens to the best of the people only you know i mean if the body is not able to do any harm elsewhere <laughs> this is what happens to you i mean you don't have to uh, think of it like that uh, pratik i mean it is it is definitely a long uh, i mean being in the journey being in the journey that you are right now i can completely understand no I, i'm i'm just i'm just saying this because uh, people should not, not get disheartened why it happened to me yes. there are reasons when when so again at the face of it when i tell you the story the face of it he seems like the perfect guy right i mean yes never yes. sleeps beyond uh, never uh, uh, is never awake after 10:30 in the night uh, wakes up at 5 am goes to play squash every single day he's pretty good at it comes back does his job no smoking no drinking uh, why why such a thing can happen to such a person the reason i was saying this is that this is what it looks like at the face of it Yes. This is yes. just the face of it. This we have not really drilled deeper down to figure out why it happens. And the challenge is that no doctors are able to tell us even after it happened why it happened. Yes. Yes. The, their research or everything is for me medical science is just statistics, nothing else. It is a regression analysis that you plot you plot tens of thousands of points that agar aisa aisa hua tha to ye symptom aaya tha aur ye dawa de di thi aur isse theek ho gaya tha. that is all right i mean if there is no not there is no sort of prediction that if you are doing this today tomorrow this can happen to you there is there is absolutely no effort being put in that direction anyways that's a separate story i can go on and on yeah <laughs> no but other than that like i i completely understand you're being heard pratik don't ever think that you're not i understand and uh, honestly as a caregiver um, you have really really you and your family have really put up with a lot and you all have really given your best and you still are that's the best beauty of it i mean the kind of uh, the inspiration people are going to take from this video by watching how you know how you're explaining each and every thing each and every step of how you all are going through your research and how you all are getting there is just very inspirational if you ask me right another thing no uh, the i i completely understand your point it's very the point is very very taken and this is this is the this is one of the point this is one of the reasons why we are doing this that people should take some so i'm not saying we did everything right nobody yes. knows whether it is yes. right or wrong it's yes. the effort that counts that's yes. all yes exactly uh, and what and is your message out there to all the caregivers and all the uh, patients watching this uh my if if i have to put this in one line i would say it can happen to anyone rather than getting bogged down by the fact that why it happened to me the right thing to do in such a situation is to make the best use to put in your best effort to treat it and make the best use of the time you have i re- i really encourage people to watch the movie pink hmm. wow that i was really touched by and that is wow. maybe around that time my outlook towards this changed as well i mean fine it happened it happened not in my control not in your control not in anybody's control right yes yes But, yes yes uh you do the best you can and yes. it's not happening make the most of what you have make the most of oh, wow even amazing most of what you have right what's the point of spending these two years regretting why it happened and then when uh, the person is no more with you and then you regret that i spent these two years in the hospital 
right i'm not saying don't go to the hospital please do no no yes yes definitely yes, but uh, enjoy a little as well this is what i've been trying to tell my father as well and my mother as well but i may not have been able to pass yeah. the message and everybody's coping strategies are different and it right, takes a toll on people differently i understand but the fact that you're here with us the fact that you're talking to us the fa- while going through this journey itself is i kudos to you to your courage to your i mean uh, you can only when one goes through it do they understand the kind of uh, the the kind of human endurance and the spirit that a person possesses right thank you so much pratik thank you so much for coming on taking the time out and you know explaining your entire stand on it explaining your side of it uh, on behalf of zen uh, zen onco and lavil's cancer i i really want to thank you and it has been a pleasure talking to you it has been an absolute pleasure talking to you and trust me you are inspiring keep inspiring people keep the fight going on thank you so much thanks nadia